Hello and welcome to the Training for Influence podcast, Series 4. We believe that expert, tailored, engaging and values-led training has the ability to transform lives. And we think it's an absolute privilege to facilitate the learning of frontline professionals. So this series is dedicated to sharing stories and tips from experienced and inspirational trainers. Its aim is to encourage and support people who are facilitating training to deliver their very best every time. So it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Alan Saville to today's podcast. So I've got to know Alan really well over the last, gosh, about 14 weeks as he's been on the current Train the Trainer cohort. And Alan, as he's gone through the programme, has absolutely just blown me away with his dedication and his passion to the cause and to the training course that he's been developing to get out there and share with people. And whilst he's been developing his own course, he's been delivering training to thousands and thousands of local authority frontline workers as well. So today, Alan's going to come and tell us a little bit about his passions, his desires, why he delivers training in the areas that he delivers training. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about how he makes his training courses so engaging and interactive and why that's really important to him. So welcome, Alan. It really is my great pleasure to host you today. Hiya, Tammy. I love speaking to you. So thank you for inviting me. Brilliant. Well, would you mind just starting off? I know that we got a bit carried away on our um, pre-pressing record discussion. (laughs) And we've been chatting away for about an hour already. (laughs) I'm going to repeat a few things. So I do apologise. But could we start off by you just telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm Alan. I'm based in the Midlands. At the moment, I'm doing all my training is in reducing parental conflict. So that was something which was DWP led. And I've done that since 2019. And luckily, it's a course which I really believe in. And I really enjoy doing it every single day because the people I work with inspire me every single day. But I've done training since 2019, but I've had such a varied life. So I was a police officer for 15 years. I've worked in prisons. I've worked in residential care homes. I was suicide bereavement coordinator, counsellor. I've done all these amazing things, but I've settled down on something now which gives me real pleasure because I know that I can make a difference and it's something which I enjoy. And I think that it's been a series of events which has taken me to this stage, really. So I'm still very much learning. I don't think I'm the full package in respects of training, but I am where I am. And I think that I've got so much learned experience from different areas of life that I know that I can use them to not only my advantage, but other people to try to make them feel better. So that's where I am. So I'm training at the moment. I've just written some courses. I'm now changing them to put a little bit more magic and sparkle on some of them. And I'm looking forward to really taking that message forward from now because this course finishes in March. And so I just want to take the next step and continue doing something which I dearly, dearly love. Fantastic. Well, it's clear, you know, all of the experience that you're telling us there and the different frontline roles that you've done, that for a reducing parental conflict role, I can see absolutely why you were hired for that job. But whilst you were on the Training for Influence Train the Trainer course, you developed a really special course, didn't you? Dear to your heart that your desire now is to get out there and to share with people under the umbrella of a charity that you founded. Yeah. Would I have 
eight years ago, would I have thought that I'd be here talking to people who are interested about suicide? No. But sadly, in 2012, so it's three days before Christmas, my son, who's 23, took his own life, had some mental health issues, left behind an amazingly beautiful little girl, his fiance, and his family. And it completely changed my life. There were two ways I could do this, Tammy. I could have either fallen by the wayside, and there were times when I completely got that, and I could have very easily done it. But then I made a conscious decision to say that I would set up a charity. So our charity is Ian's Chain. So it's www.iansianschain.co.uk. And what we wanted to do is I wanted to support families out there who were going through the same thing as I was. So I thought I was quite resilient. But then when it happened, it was the worst day of my whole life. I can remember every single moment of it. So I made this promise on the day Ian was buried to make a difference for other people. So we set up Ian's chain and it has evolved, very much evolved. So we were starting to look at support. We were starting to give people some holidays and and respite. And then I suddenly realized that people were coming to me who were possibly suicidal. So not only were we helping families, we were helping people who were in deep crisis. And it was something which I just thought, wow, I'm quite good at this. And so my course, which I've done is try to understand the grief path of suicide for children and young people. Because I was very aware that there is amazing work out there and there there are some fantastic charities out there who look after families after suicide. But I wanted to do it in a different way. And I was very aware that although the emotions and maybe the thought process for young children are the same, sometimes it's going to be people from outside the family who will have to take on those questions. And I didn't want anybody within any social care umbrella to be in a position where they think, oh my goodness, hopefully they're not going to ask me. So the whole idea of it is, is to bring confidence to people to talk about that big S word. There are people out there who don't want to say the word suicide, but we need to do it because it, A, it will break down the stigmas and it's a realisation for children is it's okay to say that word. There's no stigma about it. And the people who are left behind are people, you know, who didn't do it because of anything they did. It's because their minds weren't working right. And so that's why I put the course together. So it kind of changed over time. I had my framework. I knew exactly what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And the only way I can do it is to use my personality. I didn't want to do a course, which is, although that it's very emotive, I didn't want to do it when it's very dour. I wanted to talk about positivity, survival. I survived, Tammy, and there were times when I wish I hadn't. But I'm really pleased of where I got to now. And I want to put over the way I survived, the way children can survive. I wanted to get it out there for anybody who is interested to have an understanding of what those questions will be. And children, as you know, will ask the most direct questions. And I kind of think sometimes that if we were like children and asked direct questions sometimes rather than skirting around things, the world would be better. And they are going to ask you, why did my dad die? What did I do wrong? Why have I caused my mum to die? You know, why is my brother not here anymore? It's okay to be angry. It's okay to have these emotions. And I speak a lot about the emotion of relief. And for some people thinking, I'm pleased that someone has taken their own life. It's not they're pleased that you're taken away, but you need to have an understanding that people are watching loved ones disintegrate in front of them mentally. And so sometimes it's okay to have that relief because you're free from seeing a loved one struggle. And sometimes those emotions can be misconstrued for young people. And it can also, the professionals may see someone who's angry. They might not actually understand what encapsulates itself through that anger. So that's why I did the course. 
I've just spoken. I've nearly done the course there and then. <laughs> but I'm so passionate about it, Tammy. And I don't want people to be thinking, oh, my goodness, will I say the wrong thing? Will I say the right thing? We've just got to have confidence because in the field I want to really push this is people have got confidence. People have got the ability to show empathy, empathetic, open questions. But sometimes having a child or young person ask you directly about why someone's died is really hard and it can get you quite emotional. And they're looking at you for the answers because they've chosen you. And I say this on the course, the matter they've come to you. They haven't come to another teacher or another person wherever they are in a youth club or wherever. They've come to you because there must be something between the two of you. And we can't push that away. We've got to embrace it and help them. And so that's really what it was about. And I think it went down pretty well. So hopefully I can develop it further and further. And the more people I can get that word to is going to be the best for me. Oh, Alan, thank you so much for, I guess, so passionately describing there what your course entails and why you've written it as well, because... You gave us kind of at the the beginning examples of all of your professional experience, which is absolutely connected to why you think it's so important that this message gets to people working on the front line, as well as parents, carers, etc. But also you then went on to share your personal experience there. And I can't even imagine and I don't even want to either. Do you know, Mm. when I'm really honest with myself, it fills me full of fear. We had a discussion again just before we press record about how you being on the Train the Trainer course and me getting to know you over the last 14 weeks in total actually gave me the confidence to have some really powerful discussions with my 15-year-old daughter that that I potentially wouldn't have had the confidence to have previously. So I, I certainly, along with all of the other delegates, you know, it's a real learning experience the whole process of the program is that we are absolutely learning from each other and I think one of the things that just is so clear is how you've taken that experience that you describe yourself it was the worst day of your life and you've taken Mm. that in Ian's name do you know Ian's chain is a wonderful name for a charity because immediately Mm. it tells you what you're trying to do and you know those links for other people Ian's memory lives on because you are out there sharing that information and Mm. I know you say hopefully but even the fact that you empowered me to have a conversation with my child I know from just the other delegates on the train the trainer course so they weren't on a suicide awareness course they were on a train the trainer course Mm. and over 50% of them have shared their own personal connections to suicide, whether that's in their family themselves or whether that's in their frontline role, helping mm. other vulnerable and complex people. And they've done that because of the passion, the dedication, and the way that you absolutely have this special ability of making it okay to have these open conversations. That in itself, before you made an amazing training course, which you absolutely have done because I got to experience it last night, but before you made that course, that in itself speaks to why it's so important that an expert develops and delivers training because that is all of the magic. I could have absolutely gone along to a course anywhere and heard about this subject, learned about this subject, and I wouldn't have felt it or connected to it as much as I have done. And I've done that because of you. And the other delegates have done that because of you. And the people who were on your 
beta testing of your course last night when you had the training for influence assessment every single one of them said the exact same at the end of it and I didn't pay any of them I promised no, no. <laughs> I did <laughs> so that talks yeah. to how special this course is and I'm so thrilled that you've yes you have delivered training for years and I have no doubt that you've delivered good training for years but you wanted this training to be the very best training course didn't you and yeah. you worked so damn hard over the last 14 weeks to absolutely make it the very best? I did. I wanted it to be the best, not only for the people who I want to help, but for myself and for my family and for Ian as well. Although that I normally can speak for England, I became quite shy when you said that because it really took me back to those first few days when I was in quite desperate times, really, and not knowing how I was going to survive this at all to now is quite, it makes me quite humble. And I, I'm delighted that I'm doing it. But really, I'm quite a shy person. And I know people out there might laugh, but I am. But I was pushed into the spotlight and I need to do the best I can because people left behind and also the people who we're saving deserve to live. And we are doing that week in, week out with making changes. But I will say that this course has been quite life changing. And I genuinely mean that. I didn't know really what to expect when I came on. And I told my wife about the course and the methodologies and all these amazing people. And she was like, well, I will go and wait and see. But then even from the first time I met the people in the room, I met people who were like-minded and I don't always see that. And I came away with a massive smile on my face. And my wife, Wendy, said to me, wow, this has really got you. And I just said, I know I'm going to love this course. And I really have done, but it has changed me, not only as a person, because it's made me think of different things. Like I never even thought of core values and stuff. I thought it was just me, but it has changed me in a lot of ways where I think it's probably made me realize that I was doing a really good job and I was here to do it. And so I wouldn't have had that. And I definitely wouldn't have had the confidence to actually really push forward a course, which I've written. And I kind of know exactly where I want to go with it. And so, you know, I think that the course did that for me. And my nighttime reading was your book and stuff. And beforehand, it wouldn't have happened. And so I'd like to reciprocate what you said is I'm really grateful that I've met you and Becky and everybody else, because everybody involved with you, we're all kind of thinking the same way. And I really needed that in my life. So that's really special for me as well. Oh, Alan, now it's my turn to be humbled. In a, in a no, little... well, it's true. Oh, thank you. If it was rubbish, I would have told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no doubt, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I do feel really fortunate because what we're trying to do at Training for Influence is really champion the fact that training is often undervalued and yeah. actually quality training that is developed and delivered properly and done from an expert, tailored, engaging, and really importantly, values-led perspective, really does truly have the ability to transform lives. And the yeah. more and more we're talking about that, the more and more we're attracting people to the community, to the mission that believes the exact same. And yeah. it's that old adage, isn't it? Do you know, together we can make a difference. And I see that, and I'm watching that grow in front of my eyes, and you're very much part of that. And I have to say, I sit back and I'm so just, I'm, I'm thrilled to be surrounded by such amazing people. I feel really, really fortunate. Yeah. It's sometimes, I always think that when people are really down on their luck, they'd reach out and they don't find the decent people, but there are out there. 
and I think that the more decent people, the bigger the group gets of people who will look out for others in this crazy world. And I probably didn't think of that a few years ago. And I know for well that like when I was in the, you know, as a police officer, I was near enough emotionless sometimes because I came across some horrendous things. I was in central London, you know, some uh, horrendous incidents and it never really, it was a so I didn't have any emotion and my kind of soul was lost. But now it was really nice actually today when I think about, I've been, putting a bit of the training for influence stuff and this reducing parental conflict stuff and today I said okay so this is the last bit of the training what do you want from me now and the lady who ran it said we need your soul which is quite good I don't know if I've sold it years ago I said oh no it's good but she said we've had this course we did it face to face but everybody in this room is now fired up and they know that they really want to do it and you've brought the group together and so that was really by using some of the methodology. So I changed the course a little bit, but it really resonated with me that, you know, if you're going to train something, you will need to train in something which you fully believe in. Now you can learn training courses and that's fine. You can still do that, but you still need to have that inner belief and you need to really want to train that. And I've had trainers in front of me. In fact, I've had to do shared training where we were talking about mental health issues and the week before they were talking about something else, they're doing fire safety or whatever. And there was no passion. There was no soul. They didn't engage in anybody. They just did the course. It was just up there. And then I stood up and it was like everybody started looking at me and loved it. An absolute waste of opportunity, though, because those people in that room have given up hours of their life that they're never going to get back. And our time is the most precious resource because you're not going to get it back no matter what you do. And then the local authority or the taxpayer or the charity or whoever it is has also paid money. And I truly believe that as a facilitator of training, actually, we have a responsibility to deliver the very best training. Do you know, that's people's time and their money and ability to help them. Like you think of parental conflict, if they had gone on that course previously and they didn't have a trainer that was really passionate and could connect it to their daily role. And it was really important to that trainer that everybody in there had their learning needs met. If they didn't have a trainer like that, then what a waste of their time it was. When they did have a trainer like that yourself, then actually they will all be leaving that course going, right, okay, how can I reduce parental conflict tomorrow? Exactly. And that's changing lives. Yes. And the thing is, when, you know, other trainers where people come out and it was a tick the box exercise, if they're not going to actually want to reduce parental conflict, the people in the middle are children and children really need to have every single, you know, it's not easy being a child anymore. And people say, oh, it's easy, you know, they don't know how easy they had it. Well, actually, it's quite tough. And so I didn't want any missed opportunities. And I made it my mission, you know, especially when I was face to face. I love doing face to face stuff. You can probably imagine I'm a real person person. And I quite like it because about 95% of the people in there are women, who, you know, in the social care. So I love all that type of stuff. But I'm so tired at the end of it because I put every ounce of my energy and soul into it to make it memorable. And they're all saying that. They're all saying, you know, I'm making it memorable. And I, I actually see it when you're talking about engaging. I kind of see it as a little bit like a job interview, right? As you go into the room and your first initial 30, 40 seconds, people will think, yeah, this is a decent person. We want to hire him or they switch off. And so I make sure right from the start, I completely engage people. And the way I've done it with people in the social care world, I'm very aware that it's very, very tough out there. And I'm aware of these ridiculous cuts and more and more families need help. And I can see people in the room who are quite tired and bedraggled. And there is nothing wrong with saying, 
I know that you're doing a magnificent job because you are saving lives and this is going to accentuate what you've done so far. And so by the end of it, I promise you, I have not by my job if all of you don't go out of here thinking I can do it and I really want to do it. And by just saying that and doing it with passion, you've got that group. But then if you're going to promise that, you've got to make sure that you say it all the way through to the end. And that's exactly what I do. I think on my feet, who knows what's going to come out of it, especially when people are talking about really sad events. And we bring it together and we're looking at how we can actually you know, make it very, very real. So for instance, today, rather than doing the scenarios, which I was meant to do, I said to someone, have you got a real life case at the moment, which you can't crack? And before the end of it, we use that to do the same training, if you like, but with a real life case. And at the end of it, this lady was like, oh my goodness, tomorrow I will be doing this with this family. That's yeah. what engaging. It's no point in doing something which has got no relevance to that sector. And this was about six different organisations, of whom I didn't even know before I got in that room. But I managed to think on my feet and I could understand what their worries and concerns were. And I sometimes let people have a bit of a rant. Get it off your chest and then let's have some, you know, let's make this fun, but make it memorable. And that engaging part, which I kind of did really beforehand, it's been reinforced. And so I know the importance of doing it. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things which I got out of the course is that engaging part, making sure that the people in the room know that you value their time. Because otherwise, people get zoomed out or thinking, here we go, it's another course. And I won't let people do that. I really won't. You know, I want everybody involved. And even if people aren't involved and it's because they're a bit overwhelmed, I will make sure in the breaks or anything, I just happen to be where they are. Or can you help me with this, et cetera, et cetera. And before we know it, everybody goes out. So that's the real key part, I think, to training. I'd like to take a brief interval from talking to our wonderful guest today to tell you a little bit about Training for Influence. We're on a mission to help frontline services easily access quality values-led training. That's why we developed our Train the Trainer program based on the book Transform Your Training. We run four intakes a year and each applicant is selected based on their current experience level and values. Just like our methodology, We've designed the learning to be personalised, interactive, inspirational and suitable for both new and experienced trainers to help them develop and deliver sessions either face-to-face -face or live online. If you're interested in applying for our 12-week blended learning qualification, then please do get in touch. All of our contact details can be found in the show notes. Just in your kind of mode of operandi, you are a natural storyteller. And I think that certainly helps because part of when you're meeting people's learning styles, when you're trying to be engaging, then actually it's very much led by emotional learning. And if you can tell stories and if you can connect to where they're at as individuals, like you did with the case example you've just given there, mm. of course, though, those other scenarios that you were using potentially could have been related to. But actually, by taking the opportunity to work on a real-life scenario with them, not only have you given her some tools that she can put into place the very next day, actually, you've made the course so relevant that now yeah. it will be intrinsic to what she's doing and what other people in that room are doing yeah. the, the very next day. 
And I think that storytelling is so powerful. But I also remember when we were doing the Train the Trainer course, there was yourself and one of the other delegates who reflected on the after you'd read that chapter of the book and you'd watch those videos. And we had a conversation about the fact that quite often for learning styles in particular and under that engaging step, as facilitators, we will naturally be in tune with what our own learning styles are, which is is that exuberance is that passionate are those stories and I remember us having quite a deep conversation about the fact that we need to also make sure that we put those theories in we give those opportunities Mm. for reflectors to write their notes and for people who like the statistics to be able to go and get that evidence and things like that didn't we yeah yeah and because that is totally against me I'm probably the least academic person in the world because I'm very much a doer and I love doing that type of stuff, and hence the reason why I did this stuff about Frankie Goes to Hollywood and all that, because that's how I learn. I think sometimes we can get sucked down that route of thinking, oh, let's make the training easy for me, but it's not me. It's the people in front of me. It's their course. I always say it's your course. You know, I know all this type of stuff. Let's make it applicable to you, because as you quite rightly said, it's an honour to train people. And you have got three hours of their lives to make a big difference. Well, then, you know, I think I'd be failing if I didn't. But I am now very aware of different learning styles. And whereas in the past, I might have thought of someone who is writing loads down. My brother would be the ideal person for a course that's very academic. He's complete polar opposite to me. But so I practiced some of this new course on him to make sure that he thought it was applicable to him. And he quite liked the level it was at. And he quite liked the little slido bits because he's a bit geeky like that. And he quite enjoyed all this new stuff. And so it really engaged him. So I knew that I was going to do it right. But even all the way through some of the courses I do at the moment until the end of March, there isn't even that much academic stuff in there. There's not really much stuff for those reflectors, but I have changed the course a little bit to encompass those guys as well. And I probably incorporate them more in the last 14, 16 weeks than I would have done because it's made me think in a different way. And so that's really important. And I have got people that just be, especially in virtual world, it's just because they're quiet doesn't mean they're not getting anything out of it. And so I could tell some of them were saying, oh, sorry, I'm a bit quiet. I'm just writing stuff down. I had it today. I'm just writing stuff down. I said, that's fine. That's fine. You know, providing the outcome is the same, that's brilliant. And their feedback was fantastic. But I would have probably been a bit concerned about that in the past. And so that has made me think in a slightly different way. So that's really good for me. And it's really good for the delegates. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was wonderful for me last night when I was assessing your course. At the beginning, when you introduced it all, and then you kind of, you had the legislation, and then you connected what you were going to talk about to the legislation, but in a way that was highly relevant and really quite interesting as well. And then you gave information on where people can find more if they want to go deeper into certain aspects of it. And I was literally like silently cheering watching you because I know that actually (laughs) that's not naturally where your brain goes. And I know that we did that activity within the course where it's a checklist and you go through and you tick off the different learning styles that you're meeting and we help you adapt them and things like that. And for this, I just, I was thrilled, Alan. It was so great kind of how it connected in that way and it was nice just to put those down there because if it was a different course where I know I wouldn't be able to do a course which is just completely legislation I'd struggle with it you know and I actually remember if you think about it I was saying I couldn't find any legislation 
because yeah. I think I was trying to shy away from that part. <laughs> and you were like, right, okay, here we go. Have you thought this? Bang, bang, bang. And then there's everybody else sending me stuff. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've got a whole encyclopedia full of stuff now. Where do I go? But I read it, and I was thinking, I've got to put it in there. Because I probably would have just said a little bit. And obviously, you know, the Suicide Act and people saying committing suicide was very poignant and the rest of it. But I quite enjoyed it in a way. But I now realise that it would have been wrong not to have those in there. And although that it was just because obviously it was an hour, by putting them in there, the people who want to go away have got something for themselves. And I wouldn't have put it in there. I know I wouldn't have. I would have just done those little bits and moved on. But it was only because of the course made me think like that. And it was because there are some more people. There. Everybody was more academic than me in that room. But I think what it was is everybody was willing to help. And they were saying, no, oh, I know a bit of legislation and all that kind of stuff. Because I thought I was going to struggle. Because I did the expert bit and I was quite happy with that. And then this bit, I thought, oh, goodness me. But the way it came together and the way it was explained by you, by Becky, by everybody else in the room and by reading the book, it kind of resonated with me. And I thought, well, I can't shy away from it because it's not fair. And so it was really good. That's a good little tick for yesterday. I quite like that. And in silent cheer, I'll have them all day. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Alan, tell me a little bit about as well, because the other thing that I remember from the beginning of the course for you is I remember you kind of going, Oh, Zoom. I've, I've not really used oh. Zoom online platforms. And now, last night, so from an interactive and engaging perspective, bearing in mind that we've gone through the chapter on the learning styles, we've talked about them, you've done the checklists, you've adapted your course and you've started to develop it. And then we've said, oh, yeah, and you need to meet all of these high standards online as well. And you had breakout rooms, you had Slido, you had questions, you had work. Last night was meeting so many different learning styles. Good. So not even face-to-face, -face, online, today. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a funny course to do online because I like to see people. But I know, you know, we've got to be very open and honest. I think that there'd be a lot more online training. And I think people are very much zoomed out. So I wanted to think outside the box a little bit and make it a little bit, keeping my personality and trying to keep people a bit guessing, really. But I was really worried. You know, I bought a book, a Zoom for Dummies. Well, that hasn't been opened. <laughs> As you might be able to tell. I bought it and I was thinking, okay. Then I thought, oh, well, I better buy Teams for Dummies one. That hasn't been opened. I was thinking, I have no idea what this all means. But I knew that I had to do it. And then I sat down one day and I put this Slido stuff on. I was thinking, this won't work for me. So I did it. And then it was like magic. And I was like, wow. And it made a big difference to me. But I suddenly realized that other people really like that stuff and and what was interesting for me is at the start of the course you know I was doing the initial part of the course and getting everybody to know each other and I know that it's very hard for some people to say yeah I've been affected by suicide and so I use Slido so I asked everyone to say hi where they're from or whatever and then the rest of it I use new technology purely because I didn't want anybody to feel saddened at the start of the course but I wouldn't have known about Slido before now. I've had to suffer Adobe for so long. And at the end of March, I will never use it again because it wasn't working. Or when it worked, it was great. But when it didn't work, it was horrendous. And I was left there. So I was very aware of looking at Zoom. I've seen it working. And I have to play around with stuff. That's the only way I learn. So I just sat down and I bored my family. I was saying, just come into the lessons. Don't have to be there. I'll try and move you about and all that kind of stuff. But it was a great joy learning about it. And I can see now why people use it and where I was quite fearful of it. Because at the end of the day, I'm nearly 56. So I'm, you know, I'm a bit old and <laughs> for new technology, but I needed to embrace it. 
And it's for me learning new things as well, which is so important. And I know that I could use that even face to face. You could possibly still use that and get it on the board and what have you. So this is really interchangeable, but I am the world's worst. I'm still here. I've got these things here. I'm the world's worst person. If I'm doing training. Um, Bearing in mind this is a podcast, Alan, tell the listeners what these things are. Oh, these things are. Well, these are your little fidget thing. When we join the group, it's on like a thread. So the thread of all the things which you hold dear and it's a bit like a fidget toy and I am obsessed with this fidget toy and I'd never even thought about the importance of fidget toys and so things like this is the way I learn is by playing around with stuff and I've got the world's worst attention I'm terrible and so I try to make the course as interesting exciting engaging as I could because I try to put myself in the shoes of being the other side of the classroom And I know that if it was boring, you'd lose me completely. I'd be fiddling around. I wouldn't listen, but I want to learn. And so it has really made me think, Tammy, about how I can put my personality into a little screen. And you can do it with a bit of um, a little bit of courage and confidence. But I wouldn't have had that before these 16 weeks because I would have shied away from it. And everybody does this PowerPoint, PowerPoint, PowerPoint. And we've had it too much. So we've got to engage people and got to get people moving around. You know, you still have, even when you're doing online stuff, that you get people to stand up, move around, et cetera, et cetera, get that blood flowing. And then, you know, keep people interested. And I remember that you've actually done a thing, how to stay awake during courses, which is amazing. And you wrote that. And it's, a, it's really funny. It makes me really laugh because that is me. But we need to really embrace that, that not everybody likes this technology. And especially when they're looking at the clock or something and thinking, oh, actually, I want to leave this. So make it as engaging as possible from slide one and keep that audience in front of you. Yeah. And interestingly, Ellen, that blog you're talking about, Zoomed Out to Zoomed In. So it's um, accelerated learning techniques that you can use in your own home. So previously with face-to-face training, Tay training would always put on the table sweets, kinesthetic sand, Play-Doh, Tangle toys, stuff like that. But obviously people are at home now. And every day is a school day because my children teach me so much. And actually I was talking to them about the difference between online learning for them because they're at school and going back to school and the difference. And both of them said to me that one of the things that they'll miss is that on their desk, they've got a load of the bracelets that are the training for influence methodology bracelets that doubles up as a an accelerated learning toy. They've both got those, mm-hmm. but they've also got Rubik's cubes. They've also got coloring. They've got Play-Doh. And both of them said to me, actually, we're a little bit nervous about the fact that when mm-hmm. we go back to school, we won't be able to use these. And to the extent that my youngest daughter, who's 12, she sits when she's in a lesson at the moment and the teacher's talking. So when it is just literally that imparting of information, it's not too interactive she'll sit and she'll practice her guitar scales, do you know, so that her fingers are going. She's practicing a guitar scale. So in those top tips, it says things like, if you knit, go get your knitting out. If you crochet, Mm. go get your crochet out. If you've got a child, go find the Play-Doh, do you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Different things, because people don't realise, if you've been around the training sphere a while, you might have a bit of an understanding about learning styles. But in general, the general population don't understand that we have five different senses and each of us have at least one dominant sense that helps to keep us alert and awake. And then that helps us to retain information. So 
if you go to a course and it's just presented at you, then you can retain only on average 8% of that information. Mm. Now, every single course, certainly the course that you're talking about here about the grief path for children after suicide, we want people to retain as much of that as possible. We don't want them to retain 8%, you know, and if you deliver your training in a way that meets different learning styles and you encourage accelerated learning techniques, then they can retain up to 80%. And That's that amazing. is a phenomenal difference. 100%. A phenomenal yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. And when you were delivering your course, it was brilliant because the first thing that you said as you were doing the introductions at the beginning, you were talking about if people are struggling, then how they can contact you and you know how to engage and things. And then you said, and look around you. If you've got anything there that you can fiddle with, if you can do some colouring, if you've got one of the training for influence tangle toys, please get them out. And I was like, ah, yeah. oh, Alan, yes. Yeah. And I think I would have probably misunderstood that a while ago. And I think this is a big problem in schools. They think, oh, stop fiddling. I probably had that when I was at school. I was the world's where I'd be looking out the classroom. And to be honest, they'd say, well, you'll have detention. And then I'd have the PE guy say, well, actually, Alan's the captain of the rugby team, so he's not on detention. I'd be like, ha, ha. <laughs> But I would so I hated it. You know, all the way through, my brother and sister are very learned and they've both got degrees, all very clever. And they always said that Alan's got the biggest potential. But I hated learning. I hated it. And, and I couldn't. So I was always at the front of the class, which then made me even madder. And I, when I look at it back now, I was thinking, wow, you know, if they would have engaged with me a little bit more, I would have probably done a little bit more academic stuff. And I kind of missed not going. I, I think I'd have been quite good at uni. I don't know, really. But I actually missed out on a lot. And now I've got all these kind of new ideas. I said to my wife the other day, oh, my goodness, if I was 20 years younger now, I would have loved to have gone, got a teaching degree and done it. But, yeah, I can really understand now about this accelerated learning. I would never have thought about it. You know, people would doodle stuff, and I'll just look at what the doodles are. It's quite interesting, actually, what people were doodling about. It never used to worry me at all, but I've seen trainers who would stop. In actual fact, one of the trainers who did reducing parental conflict stopped a lesson. I'm not going to say who it was. They stopped a lesson and said to a group of adults, because someone passed something over to someone else, well, we'll share it with the whole class then. Oh, Oh, they did. Oh, my God. And then you can imagine they thought, well, that's the end of this then. And, and I, well, I ended everybody's up doing disengaged then. Everybody's disengaged. Exactly. Oh, they just cause if I was in that class, I'd have been the world's worst. And I thought, well, here's, this is game on. But she did it. And she said, well, I just thought it was very disrespectful to me. An actual fact, it was someone passing something over about the course but they didn't want to say it out loud and she said well if it's good enough to read read it out to everybody can you imagine such a horrendous thing sorry but it's not it really isn't a do you know when she said it's disrespectful to me well actually trainers are there to facilitate the learning of the people in the room exactly it's their space it's their time to learn and grow so actually if anything it's disrespectful to them that she's asking Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, I mean, the funniest one I had last year is the lady said, I'm at court tomorrow. I'm at court doing a child thing. And she said, Is it all right? I need to have my phone on. And so she had a phone. She had a portable printer. She had her laptop. She had some other bits. She was writing notes. She was doing stuff for the court. And she answered every single question. She got involved. It was amazing. She literally had a whole office there. And she said, You know what? I was really worried about asking you because I thought you'd say no. I said, Well, a, that this is for children and you've got to do it. It doesn't worry me. I thought it was quite funny, really. And uh, she said, you know what? I've learned so much today. And I remember that. It literally was across the whole desk. It was amazing. 
And I think people really need to have an understanding. This new kind of way of training is going to separate trainers from exceptional trainers. And I think more and more people are going to gravitate towards exceptional trainers. And I see that the whole of this course, which I've done and invested in, has put me in a much better position to be able to do what I want and hopefully to work with people who have got the same kind of core values and ethics as I am. So I'm really excited and I wouldn't have got any of this without you guys in your course. So not only has it made me grow as a trainer, it's made me grow sort of spiritually inside and I never thought that would ever happen, never. So it's been cool. I've got a massive smile on my face and that's all I want. Well, a little bit of added value there that People don't expect to come to a train-the-trainer course and it to um, impact them as a person, but that's certainly what we're aiming for. Mm. But just to go back, Alan, don't give away too much of the credit because 98% of this was innate in you. It's just the case that actually we've got an amazing community, amazing people, and when you surround yourself with people who have similar values and similar expectations and objectives and such like as yourself, do you know, you've given just as much as you've learned on this journey. And I'm so proud of the training that you've developed. And I have absolutely no doubt that it is going to have a huge impact on people and it is going to save lives. And I just think that there's a sad statistic that talks about suicide in families and actually the prevalence of suicide in families. And when you were delivering your course last night, there was a person who was very open about the suicide that they experienced in their family and when they were a child how it was explained to them and explained to them at that point from the capacity that the person had to explain it you know there was no badness within that it was just actually where that person was at the time and we see and we hear unfortunately time and time again that children who have been affected by suicide there's a higher chance of them either attempting suicide or, or taking their own life And your course can interrupt that generational cycle. Do you know, there was nothing more powerful than last night when you literally gave us quotes at different ages that Mm. are appropriate to kind of share with children, because that's meeting learning styles, because that is absolutely giving people something tangible that can live in their brain that they Mm. can then use within those scenarios so don't give away all of the credit you know 98% of it sits with you and I'd love you to I guess tell people how can they find out more about Ian's chain how can they find out more about this training course um yeah thanks for the opportunity I think if they go to the Ian's chain website so it's the three w's ianschain.co.uk There's a page on there which just says contact us. And if anybody is interested, I am more than happy to put the whole package together because it's about really about two and a half hours if we want to put everything together. And so they can contact me that way. And my phone number's on there as well. We've got a Facebook page, which is the Ian's Chain Charity. And I'm on there, Alan Savile. So it's S-A-V-I-L-L. There's many ways in which to contact me. And the promise I always give is I will never ignore anybody. If anybody is either struggling and they're just thinking, well, okay, this guy might get it, they can contact me. And likewise, I would dearly love to get this out to anybody. I don't want this course to have to be a reactive one. I want it to be proactive, and I want people to be aware that they need to have this in place prior to a tragedy. And who knows when the next tragedy is there. And if we can then potentially either A, save a life, or B, allow a young person to talk about it openly without any prejudice, well, then that course 
is right. So I'd be delighted to have people on board. I know that there are certain LAs who would love to do it. And I would really like to develop it anywhere and everywhere I can do because it, A, not only is it so important to me, but one of the things, Tammy, yesterday, we were talking about how many people are affected and it's up to about 900,000 people a year are affected by suicide. And that's, they kind of times the amount of suicides by about 135 people are affected by everyone. Sometimes it's a lot more, sometimes it's less, but on average, and that's nine, nearly 900,000 people. So this course is going to be relevant. And it's going to be very much relevant to children who sometimes are a little bit afraid to say what they want to say, especially if they come to an age where if I ask somebody a question, they're going to get really sad and upset. So I won't ask it and I'll internalize it. So if we've got professionals who can actually take on that role, if you like, or even they can use the skills to then talk with parents and kind of talk them through what to say. Not only it will make me really proud, it will make Ian's name live on in some way, but it's also going to resonate with a lot of people out there. And that's all I really want to do. I'm not greedy. I just want that message out there because I didn't really know where to go for my help. A lot of the skills can, and although it's grief path for children and young people, the grief path really is the same for adults. So it could be conceivably that I could change it for adults as well. And then the same terminology would be used in a lot of ways. And so I'll develop it to be able to support everybody in the community because anybody who goes through the tragedy, which I have, can survive it. And it's really important to know that you can survive it and you can kind of thrive from it as well. I would never say anything's good come out of Ian's death because as much as he was a bit of a rogue, I would far rather him be coming around here being a bit of a rogue than not being here. But, you know, if I can keep his kind of memory going by helping other people, that's all I want to do, Tammy. So, you know, thank you for giving me the opportunity to say where we are. And I'd be delighted, you know, if anybody wants me, we're there and it will be me you'll be talking to as well predominantly. So uh, I will look forward to hearing from other people. Oh, well, Alan, I can honestly say it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. It's been fantastic having you on the Train the Trainer course. And I can truly say that for anybody who books training to be delivered by yourself, they are absolutely 100% going to get quality, expert, tailored, engaging, and really, really values-led training. So yeah, please do get in touch with Alan. Brilliant. And, and likewise, you know, the course, please don't underestimate the course, guys. Don't think it's just another course. You see stuff on the internet, do this course, do that. This course is completely different. And I went in there, I'm probably the world's worst cynic, but it has literally changed my thoughts. And by meeting people has given me the impetus to keep going and driving forward. So thank you also. So please, if you're thinking about doing it, do it. And you won't regret it. I'm sure you won't regret it. Oh, Alan, it sounds like I've paid you to say that. That's great. Oh, it's all right. Well, you never know. Let's see what happens in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this podcast today. We really hope you found it enjoyable and useful. Please do click subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when we publish the next episode. And we'd love it if you could share this podcast with a friend or a colleague who might find the tips useful or resonate with the stories. If you'd like to find out any more about us or our wonderful guests, all the information can be found in the show notes. We really hope you have a wonderful day. And please remember, be kind to yourself. It makes all the difference.